Welcome to Nirvana Lifestyle Network Conscious Acts of Change. Today we are talking about health and wellness. We're continuing the series on this ninth day of August 2022. The topic today is the science of our occupational wellness. I'm so happy to return. However, I had another hiccup after my COVID-19. Now I had a, my sister made her transition. And so I had to, again, <clears throat> step away for a few days uh, to begin that process with the family. But I am hoping to get back on track again because I really miss my audience and hope that I have not lost too many of you. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, so that um, I can continue to be on track in providing my thought-provoking, inspirational, and introspective teachings to help each and every one of us to build and enhance our spiritual growth development and our enlightenment or understanding about who we are. And the science of occupational wellness has a great role and significance to play in our life because this is where we settle in to earn our living. And it has a wellness. It has a an, a, a, an achievement for a, an overall well-being <clears throat> so that we can live the type of life that we want to live knowing that the substance, the source of finance is there to help us to make those type of decisions. I mean, everybody loves money. Everybody needs money. Everybody wants to enjoy money. Everybody uh, needs to um, <clears throat> be able to circulate the dollar so that we all can benefit. But unfortunately, in 2020, the whole world became to stop, came to a place of stop, an interruption, a disruption. And we had to begin to look at how do we redefine the decisions regarding our occupational well-being, which consists of our lifestyle, the health of our household, and the care for our families from an economic perspective. <clears throat> so we had to take a look over those three to six months that we were at home and after we got over the shock, <laughs> you know, we had to begin to shift our way of thinking about how we're going to generate income in the event this happened again. How do I get better management and control of my life as it relates to finance for my household? Some of us were fortunate to work from home, and everyone had to incorporate child care within their daily activities. Some fell into uncertainty and depression and had to find new ways to exert new ideas to identify the next step of their well-being for caring for themselves and their families. We all had to take a closer look. We all had to think about the future. That global scale of finding personal satisfaction and enrichment in our life had just crashed. 
corporate environments are realizing that people, human beings, are discovering things about themselves relative to their own leadership, their own independence. And the need to further explore their own lives as it relates to generating income. Some needed to explore new opportunities that they had never considered before. Find new interests towards becoming self-sufficient. Being able to be self-inclusive in their own perspective about their life. But our occupational well-being is the premise for our occupational development. Those skills, gifts, and talents that we all have and we had to develop to help us enter a workforce environment for personal meaningfulness and for a rewarding career. You see, our, <clears throat> our occupational well-being should be, but are sometimes often not, a passion. From within. That part of us, we just love doing so much that we could give it away but most of us seek financial benefits resulting from our gifts and skills and talents. We would love to give it away, but we need to receive financial benefit. While some were fortunate in having occupations allowing them to continue to work from home without disruption, without disturbance, <clears throat> others had a wake-up call in need of an occupational reset to change their life. Oh, I had to drink that water. The choices of profession, job satisfaction, career ambitions, and personal performance are all important components of your path's journey and environment. But our daily activities requires gratification and value through our own personal involvement in what we do and enjoy. Occupational wellness follows two basic principles. It is better to choose a career which is consistent with our personal values, interests, and beliefs than to select an unrewarding use, a choice. It is better to develop functional, transferable skills through structured involvement in our opportunities than to remain inactive or uninvolved. We must do something, something to create our change for improvement. 
Occupational wellness brings balance, stability, and emotional satisfaction to our overall well-being. It is a main and major pillar of our personal growth. We must prepare for the workforce development and wellness if we want to ensure long-term sustainability towards our goals and aspirations. And although, although nothing is guaranteed in this world, not in this life, self-development just only keeps us well enough to remain pliable and viable in our career choices. But our occupational wellness and well-being can embed within other areas of our lifestyle. It can sometimes become the fork in the road where we must make a difference in our choices. It can cause mental and emotional uncertainties that can impact our physical bodies and well-being. There are so many aspects and dimensions in life and how we manage it all to become who we desire is amazing. But we must stay focused and engaged on our occupational wellness if we seek to attain a healthy well-being at the end. Let's take a look at some of the triggers causing our emotional impact, uncertainties, and differences within our occupational environments. Depending on the type of occupation one has, personal, mental, physical, and emotional states of wellness can be in jeopardy. Stress is a huge impact within our work environment. Stress can cause tremendous mental, physical, and emotional strain or tension by our way of how we demand these circumstances found within the functionality of what we do. Everyone experiences stress to some degree. The way we respond and react to this stress is what makes the world of difference in our overall well-being. 2020 brought on lots of stress and tension concerning our future in employment. Everyone was feeling a sense of change and uncertainty in their life. This external situation and experience impacted all aspects of our mental, physical, and emotional state of being. So, what are we connecting to that is causing us so much trauma? discomfort or threats for change in our work life. 
Some of the early signs of letting us know that stress, anxiety, or trauma is about to impact us head on. In our life is in the state of our worry. We worry. We worry every day about anticipated fear. Something that has not even shown up yet. We preconceive in our daily minds the what ifs. Suppose this. Imagine that. If only. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. When we begin to worry, it is the beginning of an oxymoron and a hyperventilation experience. Not knowing how to cope with a situation out of control, a train wreck about to begin. We live in a world today where demands and pressures guarantees that all people will experience some kind of degree of trauma and stress and uncertainty and differences. We're going to experience resentment and fearfulness and vengeance and confusion and depression, blame. But those things that tip us over into the world of rage and anxiety can result from the resu- can result from the following types of stressors because of our differences in our perception, how we look at things. We anticipate things, we draw things out of the universe we have no business drawing. We attract things to us that we have no business experiencing. And the things in which we should draw and attract, we don't know how. So, today's stress can be caused by so many different things. How inflation will impact our personal economy how changes are being made at our jobs, layoffs, government decisions, policies, downsizing, promotions, demotion, salary increases, or envying someone else getting something that we thought that we deserved. We worry about getting and not getting along with people within our work environment. We worry about management decisions, management changes, or our ability to continue to function productively when under stress. Some of these things is not our problem, it's not our worry. We are there to contribute, to give, and to receive. 
these types of stress can and will impact the changes in our personal family life, our household problems, our financial problems. It will initiate family arguments and conflicts. Stress impacts our hope, our belief, our happiness, and joy. The bottom line is this. Stress results from change. Anytime we face something that is different than what we perceive or expect in our minds and our heart, we become stressful. We develop tension. People have deep attachments to their workplaces, organizational structures. I have a friend that has a deep attachment to her seat at church every Sunday. This is my seat, and I don't want anybody to sit here. And she actually becomes attitudinal if someone sits in her seat on Sunday. And I asked her one time, who told you it was your seat? Did you build the church? We become attached to things that are not important. And ways of accomplishing we have difficulty with because we have been taken over by the pain, which causes the suffering. When any of these are disturbed, whether by personal choice or through an organizational process from which they may feel quite removed or not involved, <clears throat> a transition period has occurred. People do not like change. Why? Me personally, I love it. It began with me years ago when I used to change the furniture in my house almost every month. My husband would come home and, you know, everything. What what happened? What what did you do? Where, why is the sofa over there? Why is the chair over here? Why is the plant over there? I just love the variety, the difference of change. Change can be good because change can be the next opportunity. Change can be the next blessing. Change can be the understanding of the lesson that we were supposed to learn in our class called life. But we're not here to learn. We don't have to learn. But the class of life gives us an opportunity to learn. The choice is ours. But oftentimes we don't take it because we don't want to experience or feel the change. <laughs> we like to comfort. We like to comfort in the set, in the environment, in the circumstance, in the situation that we have created for ourselves. 
We like the comfort of being set on one direction, one dimensional, one linear for life. And don't move anything. I don't want to see or feel any unexpectancy. I want it just like this, and I want it like this until the day I die. <laughs> However, during such a transition period, we should all expect to experience a period of just letting go. Cut the cord, cut the string, cut the rope, cut whatever it is that you need to cut. Let it go. Of the old ways, the old habits, the mental conditions, the fears. I'm scared to relocate or move because I don't know what's going to happen when I get there. Let it go. Be a risk taker, you know. God loves risk takers. If you read the Bible, you will definitely see the women of the Bible who were risk takers. They took a risk. They put their faith on the line to prove to God and did his work by taking a risk. Esther tells the greatest story of taking a risk. We must move away so we can move towards something new for ourselves. When you consider stress, when you consider unhappiness or a feeling of unimportance within the workplace, having this type of information can help some people better understand how to manage their stress and create change within their lives. Not just for yourself, but for the benefit of everyone, your staff, your colleagues, simultaneously as well. Every day, each day of our life, our emotional well-being is important to our day-to-day work life. It determines the outcome of our productivity, the benefit that we are trying to attain for the company, for the business, for ourselves. A lot of people, places, and things can impact our working environments. Emotion is huge in this area because we use emotions to express our feelings, our moods our disposition, as well as define our character. Stress is going to rise in everything we do when we resist alternatives, when we resist options, when we resist change. Change is a part of our growing. It is a part of our stretching ourselves into the abyss of the unknown. And within the unknown is where you find the blessing. The unknown is where we oftentimes find our blessings and new opportunities. 
our occupational well-being is important to us because it helps us make decisions about other areas of our lives in need of comfort, support, and security. Not scarcity, not lack, not discomfort. But depending on our job, huge levels of emotional imbalance can impact us and how we respond and how we handle our affairs. We know that the medical industry and the logistics industry, the transportation, had huge stress during COVID. Tremendous stress. People dying everywhere. Nurses and doctors trying to protect their own lives. They're away from their families for hours and days, trying to save someone else, and yet continue to be compassionate. Truck drivers driving long hours, tired, hoping they don't fall asleep behind the wheel, trying to transport food and goods to the communities and the neighborhoods and the people and the stores so that we can continue to survive and have comfort and feed our babies and families. And there are the security officers who had to be out there in the forefront to protect certain things in our communities and our business districts so that they are not destroyed. Our police officers, overworked, stress. Everyone experiences it at some level, but it is how we respond to it. It is how we handle it. And that is based upon our hearts. The compassion of how we feel within ourselves the love that we hold within ourselves when interacting and interfacing with another, despite their weaknesses or imperfections. So what distractions caused the well-being of your occupational goals and aspirations to be disrupted? Have you remained on track? Do you have to reset your new normal? Or are you working out the sadness, the fear, the disgust, or anger resulting from your last work environment? We must always reset, repurpose, and look toward our personal growth to improve ourselves. We must weigh and measure the outcome we set for our own lives and how we plan to experience and enjoy happiness throughout our life. 
Remember, occupational well-being is the ability to pursue your interests, your values, your life purpose in order to gain meaning, happiness, and enrichment professionally. I hope that you have received a message from my lesson today. I hope that it has touched your heart and your mind. And I hope that you consider looking and reflecting at where you are in your life for your own occupational wellness and well-being. I hope that you continue to join me each week as I continue my discussion and finalizing my health and wellness series uh, during the month of August because of my interruptions um, about a month ago with uh, COVID and being out of pocket and out of sight and out of mind with everyone. But I do hope and I ask you to listen and to follow me and to share my podcast, the Nirvana Lifestyle Network, is what you're listening to now. And I am Empress Q. And we are here to teach people how to heal themselves because you hold the power. You have all the attributes. You have the qualities, the insight that is given to you by God. He made everything available for you to use within six days. It is our responsibility as his children, as human beings, and as spiritual beings to pick up the torch that he has left behind and for us to use it to heal and improve our lives. We must do the work. There is no magic wand. There is no genie in the bottle. We have to use what he has left for us. He's given us the richness of himself. And we must find the richness within our own being. And the value within our own being. To improve our lives. Learn how to live life by design. That is the topic of this series, living life by design. That's what the theme, I'm sorry, of this series, living life by design. You have the choice, living life by your choice, by your planning, by your contemplation. Learn how to focus and be clear about what you want and what you are willing to embrace as it relates to change to make your life happen the way you want to see it unfold. Your old methods and old ways of thinking may have become stagnant and outdated. You cannot rebuild and create something on unstable foundations. Our faith is found within the fulfillment of change and completion and the new approaches we use to attain new opportunities. So again, I hope that you be a part of this podcast, Nevada Lifestyle Network Living by Design. And I am just so happy that you are a listener and you continue to listen and continue to listen and continue to listen.
So have a wonderful evening, morning, or afternoon, wherever you may be in the world, and know that I truly do love you. And I am so grateful, and I am appreciative that you're even listening to the sound of my voice and the message from my heart. So have a great one, and I look forward to the next message in a few days. Shalom.